Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Well, it is a final, and the results are indeed not good. Game one of the 2021 NBA Finals in the books as the Bucks fall to the Suns, 118-105. Welcome in, everybody. It's the Pick and Save basketball postgame show. Tim Allen, there's Evan Heffelfinger, and here is uh, Steve Sparky Pfeiffer after the Bucks. Again, play uh, not good basketball in game one of a series. Go back to uh, uh, the series against the Brooklyn Nets. They don't play well in game one. They fall in that one. Series against the Atlanta Hawks. They don't play well. They fall in that one. And likewise here as uh, the NBA NBA Finals often run in here. 118-105. Want to get your reaction here. Going to hear from the players, Coach Bud, and a lot more as – Little bit of a buzzkill here just because of some sloppy play and just lack of defense. Wow. Booker and Paul taking it to the Milwaukee Bucks and slapping them around a little bit. They're going to have some uh, some things to figure out defensively, that's for sure. And, you know, Giannis played in this game. The man played in this game, which was, you know, remarkable news earlier today. And keep it positive. You know, again, this is a seven game series, guys. This 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 is not over. I mean, uh there's going to have to be some adjustments made, and we'll get to that in a bit. But we'll bring in Steve Sparky Pfeiffer here. Okay, one eighteen, one oh five, we're off and running here. They still need four to win the title. Yeah, they still need four to win the title. Absolutely. And like you said, game one of each series hasn't gone well. Uh, for the Bucks, I mean, you can look at numerous things here, right? Uh, Boone Holzer deciding to try and play P.J. Tucker and Brooke Lopez on their guards, hoping that they'd go to a pick and roll and he'll look like a genius. Unfortunately uh, for Boone Holzer, Chris Paul decided, you know what, I'll just take Brooke Lopez one-on-one. I feel confident in that. Devin Booker the same. So you had that going on. Uh, the Bucks, like they did in the other two previous game ones, didn't look like they wanted to be there as much as the other basketball team. Um, so that's a problem. Uh, Drew Holiday went back to being Drew Holiday when Giannis is on the floor. Wow. Uh, so that's another problem. Uh, Chris Middleton didn't play all that well. I mean, he wasn't horrible, but didn't, didn't play as well as he did, obviously, in the last couple of games. So that becomes another issue. Uh, the, the biggest positive in this whole thing is that Giannis played, yeah. uh, looked like Giannis, didn't look like he was suffering from any ill effects of the injury to the knee, didn't look slow to me, didn't look like he was favoring it or had any issues. Uh, first play of the game, they throw that alley-oop to him type deal. He gets fouled. But right there, that, that that was a play of, here, we'll show you how healthy our guy is and go throw it up for him. So he looked good. Uh, again, didn't take a lot of shots. You obviously want him to take more shots uh, than what he took tonight. But you're trying to work him back into the fray a little bit. I mean, I'm not overly 
uh, angry or mad about the fact that they lost his basketball game uh, because we've seen them bounce back. You know, everybody always says, eh, every series doesn't start till somebody wins a game on the road. Fine. Uh, now let's see what the Bucks do for game two on Thursday night yeah. against Bud, against Phoenix. And let's see what kind of adjustments they make. Let's see what Bud has up his sleeve for game two. And then you come back to Milwaukee. I don't want to be down two games to zero coming back to Milwaukee on Sunday. I'd really prefer them not be down two to zero, trying to figure out how they're going to change this, this series around. But I mean, not, not much went right for the Bucks tonight. And, and realistically, you know, they shouldn't have won this basketball game. Phoenix didn't make a, miss a free throw until the very end of the basketball game. Yep, yep. So that was something else that didn't go well for the Bucks. Uh, no, like but said, how is just... it possible that Middleton and, and Holiday aren't at the line? I mean, these two guys, they didn't get to the line until, what, the fourth quarter? I mean, yep. I, I just, again, I'm not going to blame the referees on this one. That's, that's, that's for sure. I, I won't go there. But the disparity in free throw... Um, the free throw attempts here, just amazing. It, it really is amazing. I mean, once once uh, Paul and Booker started doing their thing, you couldn't breathe on these guys. It, it just it wasn't going down that way. Yeah, and, and I, I get it, right? They get more of the star treatment than Middleton and Holiday do. Holiday doesn't deserve star treatment. Uh, Middleton probably isn't a, a star at the same level as Chris Paul. Uh, and Devin Booker has really blown up in the last year. And you know, Mark Davis, one of the referees on that crew, has never been favorable, I don't think, in many matchups uh, involving the Milwaukee Bucks. You see Mark Davis in as a Bucks fan, you just cringe and go, oh, boy, it's going to be a long night. Probably not going to get a bunch of calls to go our way. And that's kind of how it went last, or how it went tonight. And you can look at it, a lot of different things. Like, again, I mean, I, I don't know about everybody else. I felt bad for Brooke Lopez. I'm watching him out there try to guard Chris Paul, and you're like, he has absolutely – no, no chance, chance. whatsoever <laughs> of doing this. It's just not going to happen. And he just continuously ran him out there. And Mark Jackson's on TV going, this is an absolute disaster. Like, it's a nightmare. Like, you can't put him out there on this island against him and expect him to be okay. It's just it's just not going to happen. It, it, it was ugly. And I, I get it, right? So you're open on the pick and roll, the switch happens, and then you're in a better situation. But why on God's green earth would Chris Paul – Elect to try and run a pick and roll when he's got Brooke Lopez one on one. No doubt. There's no way you would call for that. Yeah, no doubt. This game was tied at 45, and then the Suns went on a 33 to 17 run. Tied at 45. You thought, hey, they're not playing great basketball. In fact, some would say they're not playing good basketball at all. Uh, the Bucks, that is. But but yeah, you're tied here at uh, at 45. And then just things things went haywire, and they they felt it. I mean, you you could see the game flipping. It did flip, and and it flipped in in a, in a big way. And and again, I'm not I'm not going to go toward the the referees. I think uh, Mark Davis still has uh, the ability to have an impact uh, in one of these games. So you watch for that. Just I'm, I'm just saying, be on the lookout for that. You're right. I, I've been on Mark Davis watch uh, for about three and a half years now. Right, and, and there are some issues with him and the Milwaukee Bucks basketball games. No question, absolutely right. And again, you don't want to bail the Bucks out and go, "Well, it's all on, it's all on the refs." No, it's all on Budenholzer. No, it's all on the players. Not necessarily. There, there's a combination of things that went wrong yep. for this Bucks basketball team tonight. And you know, like you said, you still got to get to four wins, regardless of how you get there. Uh, you still have to get there. So fine, you lose game one. So. Make your adjustments, come back, play better in game two, win game two, 
uh, and then have the advantage when you go back to Milwaukee. You know, you don't have the home court advantage in this series. So game seven is going to be in Phoenix. Figure out how to win in Phoenix, get that out of the way, and switch home court back to Milwaukee going forward in this series. But they said it before the game. Like, Van Gundy made it very clear. Like, Drew Holiday is the one guy that has to be the same way that he was when Giannis was out, when Giannis is on the floor. And this is the same thing we said about Bledsoe when Eric Bledsoe was here. It was the same thing I was saying about Drew Holiday during the playoffs prior to Giannis getting hurt. And when Giannis went down, I said on the air, like, mark my words, he's going to hunt his shots, and you'll see a much better offensive player out of Drew Holiday. And he was a better player. He was running the offense. He was setting guys up. There wasn't as much standing around and watching a little bit. And this offense flowed better. They're not better without Giannis. So, you know, let's not go there. But you just have to be as aggressive when he's on the floor as when he's not on the floor. Well, and the other thing I noticed here, especially in the first half, guys, the no-footers, the three- to six-foot range, why weren't them – here's my theory why they're not going down. Be a little badass down deep. Pack – the rack down there. Stop with the light-handed uh, finger rolls. Stop with the light-handed layups. Don't go with the touch down there. Leave that for Middleton outside. Get a touch going out there. Don't go for that touch down deep. Take it straight to the rim. They didn't do that. I thought they were a little soft down there. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of them, though. I mean, in general. I mean, I, I've heard you talk about that before during the season. I mean, that's that's just kind of who this team is. I mean, and then you look at the second half of the game. DeAndre Aiden comes out. They point out that he's out. Next play, he's not he's not defense down there. Milton jacks a corner three. Then they come back down again, and Milton takes another jumper. Now, thankfully, Giannis gets a strip steal. Milton gets it. Milton gets it back, throws it in. But their big man goes out, and we don't do anything to attack that point of their defense with Aiden out of the game. Did nothing. Just continued to fire jumpers and hope they went in. And then at the end of the game, we're running offense for Pat freaking Connaughton. I'm just watching this going, what are we doing? You have three star players out there, and we're running and, offense and, for somebody else in the last couple yep, minutes yep, of the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you're having him dribble drive. Oh, come on. I mean, well, uh, it, is, uh, it is just one game. And again, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. This is just off the top of my head. Was game one uh, against Miami, the first round here this year, was that the game the buzzer beater they won? Was that the Middleton game, Evan? Maybe you can help me out on this. Was was that the the game they won, game one? I think it was. The 88, 86, 86, 84 game. Somewhere in there. They didn't play well in that game. Correct. And that was a game one against Miami. Game well, one against on Brooklyn. So, so is that on the coach not getting his players ready? Is that on the players not getting ready for a playoff series? Does nobody get blame on it? Just it's just uh, just the Bucks thing. We're always just not going to be that good in mm, I don't the know, first man. game. One, one two, three. This, yeah, this is the fourth time it's happened. They just don't play well in game ones. But and now again, they've won to, each of those series. It's it, and again, it's it's nothing to freak out about. I'm just saying right. that's that's been the pattern. No, you're absolutely right. Wow. It has been, but like you said, they've won each series. So even though they've lost game one, they've come back. That's why I say like. I know what it's going to be tonight, right? You're going to be taking the calls. People are going to be angry and freaking out. Tomorrow, Bart Winkler is going to take calls. Gary and LaRoy will take calls with Plucker. And then Rami's going to take calls in the afternoon. It's going to be full phone lines of angry Bucks fans all day tomorrow. Just remember, like Tim just said, this has been a pattern throughout the playoffs, and they've rebounded and they've won each of those series. 
So let's just take a breath. We can vent and so forth, and that's fine. But big picture, I still think this Bucks team is fine. In that first half, they were down, but it was close the whole first half. Even yeah. with Brooke Lopez out there trying to guard Chris Paul, it was still close. You can see these teams are pretty evenly matched. They really are. And I think it's going to be probably a seven-game series that's going to come down to the end. What is, uh, I'll let you go with this, what is the key adjustment to be made in game two? And that's what I'm going to ask uh, to to Bucks fans right now. I do want to get a report down at the district and uh, the watch party inside the Pfizer forum and uh, get some reports on that as well. But, I mean, what's the key adjustment heading into game two on Thursday? I think you have to consider letting Giannis play the five more. When you made that adjustment, Bud did in the second half, and it seemed to work a little bit better than what it was earlier in the game. Um, and you have to figure out a way if Brooke Lopez is going to be on the floor for him not to be a liability. And if you can't figure out a way for him to be on the floor and not be a liability defensively, then you have to figure out maybe it's time to play Bobby Portis and Giannis at the five in this series if Brooke's going to be a problem. Especially. How did we lose him? You had to go away from him because the way you were playing defense at that point on the offensive side of the floor. So maybe the adjustment is you play Giannis more at the five in this series going forward. Now, hopefully he can take the pounding and his knee's okay, but maybe that's the adjustment. And just let uh, Holiday facilitate? Yes. Yeah, you let Giannis play down there on the defense because then if you start defending that pick and roll the way they want to play it, uh, Giannis more athletic, can obviously uh, move better, still long, can still – you know, be in Paul's face if he wants to take that pull-up jumper or whatever. It gives you the ability to get back in transition defense, which was an issue as well, a little bit quicker without Brooke Lopez on the floor. I think it solves a lot of different issues. Plus, it allows Giannis maybe uh, to play off the ball uh, and maybe play a little bit more in the post in the paint if he can get a mismatch on somebody. Well, they've shown the uh, the really the ability to go resilient here and bounce back in a big, big way. They're in the NBA Finals, and that's all a good thing. Let's not forget the celebration we had on Saturday. Steve Sparky Pfeiffer, all right, enjoy. Uh, We will talk again on Thursday. I'll be here. See you guys. All right, all right, there he is as uh, the Bucks fall. 118-105, and what is the key adjustment here that they have to make heading into Game 2? 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. It's the Pick and Save Basketball post-game show. Uh, Tim Allen in for Sparky. There's Evan Heffelfinger uh, live here in the Lakeland University studios with online learning and seven locations throughout the state. Learn on your terms, lakeland.edu. And we'll check out some of the numbers coming up. We'll hear from Coach Bud and more. It's all coming up. Again, 799-1250. Hey, don't let this uh, game one rain on your parade here. The Bucks are in the NBA Finals. Bucks, Suns, and Bucks fall in game one. We'll be back. 12.50 a.m. The Fan and Odyssey Station. It's time for the Wendy's Player of the Game on the Pick and Save Basketball postgame show. Get yourself a free Wendy's Frosty after every Bucks win. Welcome back. Pick and save basketball postgame show. Game one in the books. This year's NBA Finals featuring your Milwaukee Bucks and the Phoenix Suns and 118-105 Bucks fall. A pattern, though, this year in the run to the championship. So, I, you know, I'm not going to freak out too much. Are you? And what adjustments do you make 
heading into uh, game two this Thursday, 8 o'clock tip. Giannis played today. Now, where were you when you got that news? Now, that, that again, it's not going to bring you to the height of uh, what you were feeling on Saturday. But my goodness, pretty close that Giannis just manned up in this game. Uh, six for 11 for his 20 points, 17 boards, four assists, two steals and a block in 35 minutes. 414-799-1250. I'm sorry, run that by me again, Evan. Elizabeth K. from 99.1 The Mix is on hold okay. right now. All right, my my friend Elizabeth from The Mix. Elizabeth, hey, no worries. They, they've come back from down 01, right? <laughs> yes, yes. Tim, you're right. They have. I mean, this team has shown that they're resilient. I mean, look how they came back against the series in the net. They're going to make adjustments. I'm not worried about it, but we're listening to you on our drive home right now because my husband and my son and I are in the car. We were inside the Fiserv watching it in the arena, and mm-hmm. I, I have to tell you, this was such a fun idea for the Bucks to do this, to sell these tickets, 10 bucks a ticket. It goes to the Bucks Foundation because it was a party inside, and I know the team – didn't win like we wanted them to, but we were surrounded by so many Bucks fans. There aren't long lines for concessions. There aren't long lines for the bathroom. And for a lot of families that want to experience this excitement with the finals. And you don't want to take your kids into a bar, perhaps, or have to have a standing room only. This is a great way to enjoy the finals and be around this community of people that are rallying behind this team. It's just there's so much excitement down there. Props to the Bucks for doing this. We had a ton of fun. Yeah, big time. And, and you know, one, one more comment from you and your thoughts, uh, Elizabeth, that, you know, what, what the Deer District and, and this community, along with, uh, you know, obviously the Bucks organization for, for putting all this thing together, getting where they're at. And again, they lost tonight. That's all right. They're in the NBA Finals. They're gonna, they weren't going to go 4 0. That, that's for sure. <laughs> the Phoenix is a good team. But man, I, you know the the unity. I think that that we've experienced here, Elizabeth, a little bit with this Bucks run. It's pretty impressive. It really is. It is, and it's bringing so many people together. I mean, we all went through 2020 last year, and I was so disappointed, like a lot of Milwaukeeans, when the DNC did not come to our city because we had invested a lot to to get us where we needed to be to show people a, a great time and how great of a city Milwaukee is. And this is putting Milwaukee in the national spotlight and they're coming when the weather's great. So then hopefully they'll come back at another time, continue to spend money and tell all their family and friends how great Milwaukee is because we rally behind our teams. We support our teams. And, you know, with Giannis being back, a guy who moved here, moved his whole family here, loves our city. I've always said to get a player like that on the Bucks that'll embrace Milwaukee like it's their hometown we're going to love you back tenfold. And that was what was cool to see, to see Giannis back tonight because we've missed our guy. But I think they're going to do well in game two. I mean, we don't start these series off well in game one like we've seen, but I'm really optimistic about it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to all of our stations in the building. 99.1 The Mix, KISS FM, 105.7, and us here on The Fan. All of us down Wisconsin Avenue for a championship. How about yeah, that? Yeah, for sure. For sure, right? The parade's coming to Milwaukee. All right, Elizabeth K. 99.1 The Mix. Hey, Elizabeth, great hearing from you. Thanks so much. Have a great night, Tim. All right, there she is. And and you guys, too. It, it, it is true. And not to be super, you know, uh, sappy about this, but it's true. This is a big-time celebration. Now, it's time to go to work. It's time to go back at it, get on that floor on Thursday, and adjust. Budenholzer's got to do his job here. These guys have to do their job holiday. Wow. 
Um, I don't even know what to say about him. Uh, defensive scheme obviously didn't work against Chris Paul. Hey, give him credit. The 36-year-old just acting like he's got 21-year-old legs. I mean, we have to give the, the, those guys credit, Booker and, and, uh, and Paul, but my goodness, sloppy play. Defensively, not impressed with whatever plan they had going there. What adjustments would you make? Middleton did have a, he had a decent night. So that, that's, that's a good sign. You got to uh, get Holiday back on track here. 799-1250, let's go to Jay. Jay, you're next on 1250 AM, The Fan. Hello, Jay. Hey, good good evening, Tim. I, I feel like I live on a different planet than you and Sparky, man. I mean, like the celebration to me was over Sunday or Monday. <laughs> like, like this is the first time in my lifetime that the Bucks have made it this far, and I'm not content. I mean, I want a championship. Yep. So, yep. like, like Trey Young did you this way in Game One of the Hawks series, and so so you're going to allow Chris Paul and Devin Booker to be as comfortable as Trey Young was last series. Like we didn't learn anything from it. And well, like, and that's like, the you know, habit they've been in. They didn't play well against Miami in the first round here, although they won that game. But they didn't play all that good. But then I mean, you, I, I, you're, I'm you're right. They lost to, to Brooklyn I, game one. Atlanta game one, and now here here we go again, NBA Finals and, and, game and, one. And, Tim, I'm not expecting to win four games in a row, but this is the NBA Finals, man. This is not like a regular season game in February where you're like, you know what, we're just going to play this defensive strategy out for four quarters and see if at some point it just magically turns around. Like, you, this is the NBA Finals, man. you got to have a counter or, or two in your bag. you got to have a trick in your bag so that if, if, if strategy one doesn't work, you've got a couple other things that you're going to try instead of just saying, you know what, well, if we get game one, we get game one. If not, I guess we're happy to be here and we'll try to get game two. Like, I, I just don't get that. All right, you know, so what like, do you do in game two? Well, he, here, here's where we're really now in a hole is like every series to me is like a game of poker and you had the ultimate trump card in Giannis in your in your hand, but now you've played that in game one. So like like I would have kept that card in my hand and said, you know what, we've been playing really great the last two games without Giannis. Ooh, yeah. I so don't let's, know, let's man. Let's, I don't let, know. And I understand. I I understand he's the franchise, and he may not <laughs> like that. But we're playing so well without him. Like, let's play game one and game two, and then let's get him more rest and see what happens. And let's hold that card in our pocket. But now we've played that card, and now you have you don't have as much to go to now that you've showed your hand. Jay, I'm not down with that, man. If he's good Why to not go, him? if he's good to go, you got to play the two-time MVP. I mean, you just I, do. I understand. I understand he's the two-time MVP, and I understand how much he's done for the franchise, and he is the franchise. But you know what? We're trying to win a series, and, and, and I don't think – you know, now, now you're sitting here, Tim, and you played him in game one. Mm-hmm. You lost by however many you lost, and you don't have that card to go to. So does it really matter that he played tonight or didn't play tonight? I'd rather say if you lost tonight without him, okay, you can bring him back in game two. But now you've played that card, and I, I just would have played it out differently. I hope I'm wrong. 
Okay. All right. Good deal. Jay, great conversation. Great conversation. Uh, thanks for the call. 414-799-1250. Um, I, yeah, I, I, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't even know what to say. I, it's Giannis. I mean, man, I think there's adjustments you could have made in game. Okay. We can talk about that. If it wasn't working, keep in mind, this game was tied at 45. 33-17 run. Yes. Bad run. I mean, he had too many turnovers. That's the other thing. I mean, maybe we could point to that as a little more on the sloppy side of play at times and coming in bunches too, right before the half. I mean, you're in a position where you're cutting this lead down. You're, you're answering back a little bit more. And then you go on a, like a two-minute run of just, it's not good. Uh, seven nine nine twelve fifty. What do you adjust here uh, heading into Thursday's game too? And are you down with Jay? Are you down with Jay saying, well, uh, even though Giannis was hurt, the Bucks had been playing well. You're right, but not to play Giannis intentionally, even though he's ready to go. He looked great. He played well. He did. Now the team didn't. I mean, it. it they didn't. They didn't play well around him. And where do you want to go here, Evan? I'm sorry. Let's go to CJ in Greendale. CJ. All right. CJ, you're next on hey, the fan. What's on your mind? Hey there, franchise. I love you, brother. Thanks. Hey, um, I'm having a flashback from 2001. <laughs> no, don't the, go there. With the free throws, man. Oh, yeah. We're, yeah okay. we're getting killed, dude. We're getting killed already in game one. I mean, I don't know what the final numbers were, but it was just. 25 of 26 at the line for uh, the Phoenix Suns. Uh, they missed their last free throw. But Whoa. Tw- yeah, yeah. 20, okay. 25 well, of 26. That's crazy. Yeah. I, I mean, in, in 2001, I hate to flash back to that, but, I mean, uh, Philly shot like 80 more free throws than we did. And I, I, I'm seeing just a trend already in game one where we get, what, 10 12 free throws mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're shooting 30 of them. It's, it's, it blows my mind uh, that, that we can't uh, get any more fouls. <laughs> We're going in the middle. It, it just trips me out. Yeah. So what do you do to adjust in game two? I, I, I really don't know different refs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, I'm not going to blame the refs on this one. I'm not. Now, they they played a little part in this, that's for sure. CJ, uh, thanks for the call, man. All right, they, they they did play. They did play a part. Um, and, and the aforementioned uh, Mark Davis uh, involved. That's crazy. How there always seems to be somewhat of an anomaly when it comes to Mark Davis. I don't think I'm breaking any laws. It's just my opinion. I'm not accusing Mark Davis of anything specifically, but just doesn't it figure? It just figures when there's when there's a just something crazy that goes on, either a call or the numbers or a disparity in free throws or just something. He seems to be always knee deep in it. That's all I'm saying. I've said it for a year or so now. Someone needs to do a deep dive on the calls, the scores, and the numbers 
in a Mark Davis refereed game for the Milwaukee Bucks. That's all I'm saying. Someone needs to just do a deep dive. Just point out, give me some info. I need more info on that. Do you want me to cue up the X-Files music for you, Timmy? Uh, yeah, well, I, I, you know, I don't know about what sort of conspiracy is going on, but I'm just saying. I, I would need to see more information, and maybe that would square me up a little bit. That's all. 799-1250. Giannis did play. You wouldn't have held him back, right? Hey Michael, MJ, you you gotta, you know what? We we won that last game without you, man. You can sit, Kobe. We're on a roll here without you. You're just coming off a little bit of a a, a thigh a bruise. Uh, we're, we're gonna sit you. No, but Coach, I'm healthy though. Now nah, we're gonna sit you. <laughs> hey LeBron, you're a little dinged up here. Ah. We're going to sit you. You can rest another game or two. We've been doing quite fine without you. It sounds crazy, doesn't it? It, it Well, it does. So, But I, I think Jay's on to something there, though. I understand all, the point uh, for sure. It just, Giannis it's, was it's one of the only positives. Sparky said, Sparky said, put him in the five, make, make the offense run around that, and maybe that's going to have some results. I mean, we saw Aiton cannot stop Giannis down low. Giannis is just too strong nope. for him. Nope. And that helps because I don't want Giannis bringing the ball up. He should not be the facilitator. It should be Drew Holiday. It's clearly got to be Drew Holiday. I mean, that, that's just fact. And I think we'll see that now. The Suns may expect that. So you talk about Jay's poker game. That, that's what's going to happen. They're going to counter on what they think you're going to do. So 799-1250, get your comments here. I just heard that the uh, watch party inside the Pfizer Forum was, uh, was nice. How about the Deer District, if you were out there? We'll continue to talk about the Bucks suns NBA Finals. Game one is in the books, 118-105. The Bucks fall. It's the Pick and Save Basketball postgame show after every finals game until the Bucks win the championship. It's right here, 1250 AM, The Fan and Odyssey Station. Who starred off the bench today? It's time for the backup of the game. Presented by Gene Wagner Plumbing on the Pick and Save Basketball postgame show. For any of your plumbing needs, go to GeneWagnerPlumbing.com. Yeah, this is a little tough here. Uh, after the uh, really flying high weekend that we had to, to experience this NBA Finals, and you lose Game One, one eighteen, one hundred five. Again, let's let's talk after Game Two. That's for sure. That is a key, and that really Bucks aren't back against the wall. But I mean, a little bit more pressure here as to at least play a little bit better. For crying out loud, come on. Uh, back up of the game, uh, what's up with, uh, let's see, can we go with Forbes? There's two threes there. Uh, no, Portis couldn't get anything going. Connaughton, mm-mm. Um, <laughs> Teague, I don't know how he got in the game that early, but okay. Uh, how about we look at the Suns? What's with Cam? You don't I mean, need to be more specific there, do you? Would that, no, but even in the last series, Reddish started to get going against them. Now we got two of them, right, in Phoenix? Yeah. Cam Johnson, who at the time that they drafted him was a shocking pick, and he's turned out to be a really great player. 
and the tank commander himself, Cameron Payne, has turned into a serviceable backup point guard. These guys played well as the backup of the game. That's uh, with our friends at Gene Wagner Plumbing, GeneWagnerPlumbing.com for all your plumbing needs. And and now we'll get to you guys. 799-1250, bucks fall. What are you adjusting game two? Uh, Nate, I know I'm, I'm going to leave you sit there just for one more caller. So, so just sit tight because this works a little bit better. So we were just talking about the three cams. We get another cam, and he's, uh, he's on our phone line here. He felt the need to call us. Cam, you're on the pick-and-save basketball post-game show after game one. Hey, guys. Yeah, Cam here. I just want to say, like, the Bucks go nine for 16, and you have a couple Giannis drives that – result in going to the line for two free throws each and you got the Suns going 25 or 26 okay so you got 26 free throws to 16 and they're just making makeup calls at the end I mean honestly that, that's what it was and I noticed that the, the Bucks were getting to the line but that was late fourth quarter where they got four or six shots at the charity stripe well and let's uh, let's compare that so like we got to the charity stripe at the end of the game we we had 10, and then all of a sudden we went to 16, and they're at 26. And, yeah, they're not missing a shot. Don't get me wrong. They did a great job at the line, but I don't think the free throw officiating was even. I really don't. Numbers bear that out. Way too much of a disparity. Way too much. I mean, it, it was so lopsided that you have to start – your mind just drags you somewhere, doesn't it? Well, it, it totally does, and, and – you know, they had a lot of good ball movement, and they were hitting threes at the end of the game. But, you know, I felt like the Bucks had a chance if it was just a little bit more even. I just feel like that every home team has that energy, and, and they get the energy of the crowd. I felt like there was a lot of calls on the Bucks that were almost driven by the crowd energy. I could see it. Yeah, I could see it. All right, so what do you do to adjust in game two? You, I, I honestly, I like. I've heard a lot of people talk about bad. I so I wouldn't play Pat and Bryn at the same time. I thought they maybe should have had Bobby or PJ in when 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 Pete when uh, Pat or Bryn was out. I didn't really like when they played them together, but I feel like they've played well, and you just have to do what you were doing in game one. Um, you were the underdog. You're expected to lose. But I think if you play how you play, Giannis had 20 and 17, maybe the, maybe the officiating will change. And I, I think we, we, we can come out with game two win. All right, there you go. All right, thanks for the call. 799-1250. Nate, uh, you've been holding for a while. I appreciate that, dude. You're on the air. Go ahead, Nate. <laughs> Is he there, uh, Evan? That's a great question. I'm not too sure. <laughs> not either. I don't think we should have him up up there. All right, seven nine nine twelve fifty. I apologize for that. You're gonna have to call back in, Nate, when there's uh, room for you here. We'll get you on. Uh, as the box fall, one eighteen one oh five. You know, the one thing I would consider. Um, you talk about Giannis and, and one of our callers today say, well, you should have considered not playing him, even, even though he was, uh, despite the fact he was, he was good to go. 
the one thing I would consider is how you play in a tight ball game. Now, game two, let's let's just pretend this is a tight game down the stretch. We'd all like the Bucs to just run away with it, and, and they win by 15, okay? But if it's not the case, that's the one thing that scares me a little bit is Giannis at the line late in these basketball games. That part of it makes me nervous. It does. And, but it's tough not to go to the dude when he's got a complete mismatch going to the rim. That's the part I'm torn on. So, I mean, do, do, you, do you set up some plays? And, and I think I've noticed a pattern uh, through, through all of these uh, playoff games is that out of timeouts, the Bucks look good in, in design plays. They've looked really good in, in, in that respect. So there are some good things to take out of this, the biggest of which 35 minutes, 20 points, 17 boards for Giannis. That's amazing. That, I, I mean, it truly is amazing. Nobody thought, number one, that he was going to play today. And number two, that he would do what he did today. It's a pretty good game. It's a pretty decent game. Let's go. Now, uh, how would you adjust to game two? Seven, nine, nine, twelve, fifty. There's Nate. You're back. Sorry about that, Nate. Yeah, I was sitting there talking to my own my auntie. Can you hear me? Yeah, we go call. But, um, uh, yeah, um, tonight was, uh, tonight was just a bad night for Drew. Um, I, honestly, we need him to step it up more. Um, Middleton had an okay night. Um, from from points wise, but from what he did on the court wise, it was it was just it was a lot of fumbling the ball, bad passes, turning over the ball. Um, we need him to be more, uh, especially with the ball in his hand, a little bit more careful um, as far as turning over the ball. Um, Giannis he did as much as as much as he could. It seemed like out there. Um, so we're not gonna get too much up on that, but. These refs, man. I mean, I understand the Bucks have to do what they have to do and play better, play better defense, play better offense, make um, shots. But these refs, man, it's, I don't understand how a team that spends most of their time in the paint, um, the paint is where they, where they, their bread and butter. You're not telling me that they only that the, it's only nine times that they're getting fouled and. A team that most mostly shoots jump shots. Um, yep, yep. Is, is is drawing more fouls than the it's team almost that, statistically that the almost statistically impossible for what what occurred in in that regard when you when you spell it out like that. Yes, exactly. I just don't. I, I like like I said, Tim. I understand the Bucks. The Bucks. They didn't do. They didn't deserve to win this game. Sure. Yeah, they didn't do them. Now, if they would have, if they would have just lost off of execution alone, I couldn't, I, I wouldn't be able to say. But the the free throw discrepancy is is huge for a team that they like. Every time I see um, Giannis in the paint, it looks like he's getting harassed. He's. It was um one play um, earlier in the game. I, I counted at least four four times that they that they fouled him, and mm-hmm. Jay, it seemed like Jay Crowder turned around and surprised that he didn't hear a whistle. <laughs> it's just I don't understand that that level of officiating. But like I said, the Bucks have to play better. Drew has to play better. Chris, yeah, you gave us twenty nine points, but 
you took almost 30 shots to get to that 29. And again, and, started out not not great. I mean, he's had worse starts in in this postseason, that's for sure. Yeah, definitely um, had worse starts. So that's why I'm not harping too much on that. Right. But right. the team has to play better overall if we want to get this done. Yeah, they, they do. They can't just be happy to be there. That 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 time is over. Yeah, I, you know, and that's that's where I'm torn. And now I'm I'm you know, thanks for the call, Nate. And that that's a good point. I, you know, I don't want it to seem like it, we're still uh, just happy to be there, but it is just getting going. So we can't, I don't know if there's a, you saw the game. They didn't play well. Despite, despite 25 of 26 at the line for what's, what was the official uh, uh, free throw line? Uh, Mark for the for the Bucks were they like eight for fifteen or something nine like that? for sixteen nine for sixteen. Look at the difference in free throws, nine to twenty five, and look at the difference in the outcome of the game one eighteen one oh five. You can do the math. That one's that one's pretty easy. I mean that that part of it that yeah that's tough seven nine nine twelve fifty I. You're going to have to adjust and play better. Uh, let's go to Jay. Jay, what's on your mind? What's going on? What's up, franchise? Hey, from the point you made from the beginning of the show, when you say you just want them to throw it down, man, like I was picking like P.J. Tucker. I've never seen him dunk. Like, seriously. Like, he missed one. Like, he could have he could have went up and dunked it. I don't know how tall he is. He's probably 6'5", but, like, man, they, they got to um, – Act the rack with some authority when you get down there. I don't want to see any style points here. Just easiest way to score buckets in the NBA is to to slam one. That's that's the easiest way. These guys got wingspans the size of Denver here. Pack the rack here. Like like seriously, man. Like I'm looking at the shot charts. They missed 16 points. They missed 16 shots in the paint. Like some of them they did get fouled on, but you make half of those. You make eight of those. Like you can, you dang near winning the game. But you still so, have to stay dedicated down in the paint. You do, and and I thought they did yeah. a decent job of that. They were down, you know, double digits, and they were still. Yeah, you know, it was. I thought it was a decent mix of still staying in the paint and looking at a decent decent three to try and get you back in it. But I I think that dedication still needs to be down down deep. Yeah, like you say, you gotta have determination, man. Um, like. Uh, adjustments I would make, like, for Drew, he got to play better. You can't have Cam Johnson scoring the same amount of points as Drew Holiday. I mean, that's just that, – that, that's just not – that just can't continue to happen, man. Like, um, I would – honestly, I would – I think Brooke played, like, 20-something minutes. I would 22. Put, and, and Bobby – yeah, Bobby paid, like, 14 or something. I would flip those. Like, Brooke, he, you know, he's helped us get us to this point. But, I mean, right now, it's just – it's just like lamb. You send the lamb to slaughter right there. It's just that 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 can't happen. So I would play more small ball. Honestly, I would just go. And as much as people don't like Connaughton, he had the best plus minus on the team today, which was plus <laughs> minus two, seventeen. Was what was Lopez? Minus seventeen. Minus seventeen. And Connaughton yeah. was like plus two. So I mean, nobody played great. But I mean, I would probably give Connaughton let, let him get some more runs. Yeah, maybe not have Forbes and Connaughton on the court at the same time. Because Forbes, is, he could be a liability. Agreed. But if he's out there, Forbes got it. He got to come with it too, man. We need a game from Forbes, right? He just goes off. 
So no, I like your Bobby idea. I I like Bobby early, and and I think yeah. there's your there's your energy. I mean that 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 right there is is a is a guy that could spin around a sluggish start. Right, you know he's gonna come with it. I've had PJ on Jay Crowder. Just put those two; those are two pit bulls. Just let them go at it the whole game. Because Jay Crowder, he's kind of uh, he's kind of kind of getting under Giannis's skin a little bit. I think. I think that's his game. You know, he's just agitated. So put yeah. PJ on him, kind of neutralize him. And you know, we come out. I think you know, first games. I think Butt was like first game. You know, you just go out and play and whatever. You know, he's coming off an emotional series. And I would say Phoenix, man, their conditioning is incredible. Like, those dudes ran the entire game. Every rebound, they were sprinting up the court. So, they know we're coming off a tough series. They're going to, you know, they ran us. The second game, I think I think we'll, I think we'll keep their points down. You got to keep them under 100. Well, it's something to bear in mind that it was a quick turnaround coming out of the Hawks series. Phoenix was really well-rested. Yeah. And, I mean, there's like something to be said about that. All right, yeah, all thank right. you, man. Yep, you got it. You got it, Justin. Take it easy. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. Uh, pick and save basketball post game show. One eighteen one hundred five. Off and running here. NBA Finals. And again, despite the loss here, with without uh, having any sort of loser mentality here, and happy to be here. We are happy to be here. <laughs> I mean, that's this. Evan, are you happy to be in the NBA Finals despite the loss? How could I not be? I mean, this is something that I, we talked about this how much on the Rami and Tim show about how Wisconsin sports just cannot get over that hump and make it to the finals in any sport. And our team did it. It almost feels surreal. It. it I don't even know if it's a hundred percent set in that we are in the championship series playing for a championship right now. Yeah, it almost it, doesn't sound real. It, it, no, it, agreed. Agreed, because we're not used to it. So now let's get used to it. But at some point, if I'm not there now, okay, I need to get there then as a Bucks fan. I need to get there. Win the damn thing now, now that you're there. And I get what, what one of our callers said, that, yeah, you know, well, that 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 uh, that train has left the station. We've we've celebrated and we've had all this euphoria and jubilation about these guys getting to the NBA Finals. But I think now I, I think it's turn the page and you know maybe maybe get back into hey if you're here you just go for it and win it. So you know maybe uh, down o two. I'm gonna sound a little bit different on Thursday. Let's find out what Bud does to adjust. Now he's got a little look at these guys. How are they going to play? What sort of matchups he's, he can he can go with? What sort of rotation is going to work for him? We'll see. 799-1250. We'll take a break. Be back. Speaking to Coach Bud, we will hear from him. We'll get more of your reaction. Pick and save basketball postgame show. 118-105. Bucks fall in game one. Of the 2021 NBA Finals. We'll be right back. 12.50 a.m. The Fan and Odyssey Station. It's time for the Q Club break of the game. On the Pick and Save Basketball postgame show on The Fan. Q Club of Wisconsin. Great food and fun in Waukesha. And welcome back. It is the uh, NBA Finals and the Bucks are in it. However, they lose in game one, 118-105. We're talking about it here. And also, as you uh, turn in tonight, 
And don't forget Bart Winkler. Oh, man. Uh, I'm a little concerned for him. So tune in tomorrow morning. Get his thoughts. Wendy's Big Show and Rami in the afternoon uh, talking certainly about this game one loss. Down 0-1 in the best of seven. And now you have to adjust. The break of the game in this one, despite the loss, the fact that Giannis is back. I mean, again, you couldn't ask for a better situation considering what we all thought uh, heading into this uh, game one that I I didn't think he would play. I I didn't know how they were handling things internally, and they were a little cryptic on, well, it's day-to-day, and sometimes you're playing sly like a fox like that. You you just lay low a little bit, make those guys prepare uh, for Giannis and then for no Giannis. So you didn't know, but what a break for the bucks and what a break for the bucks moving forward. 35 minutes for Giannis tonight. And, uh, he has 20, uh, 20 points and 17 rebounds. Uh, Middleton pours in Middleton's like a quiet assassin at times, you know, you just don't realize it. And all of a sudden you look up, he's got 29 points in this one. So what do you do to adjust in uh, game two to take this? By the way, without Giannis this year, the Bucks are nine and five. Just saying. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. Uh let's go to uh Aaron. Aaron, you're next. Pick and save basketball post game show. No Aaron. Okay. Let's go to Charles. Charles, you're next. What's happening, Charles? Hey, how's it going, Cam? Uh, I've been better. I, I, I think as fans, we shouldn't worry about these these uh, game one losses because the Bucks have shown that. And I think they, out of all the teams in the playoffs, they have done the next best at from game to game making those adjustments. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think next game uh, with Giannis back, I, I, I think it, 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 you know it's almost like they got to fill each other through. You know, get that get. Get get used to being him being out there again, and I know people will probably say, "Well, he only missed two games," but two games is a lot in the NBA as, yeah. as far as uh, 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 being together, being on the same page. And uh, I think that once Giannis, I, I, I think once Bud makes the adjustments for the next game, because really they just got to stop one of those three guys, Aiton, uh, Paul, Booker, to win because. The bench really, to me, didn't hurt him because the bench didn't really do much offensively. And uh, if you look throughout the playoffs, the benches haven't really been hurting the Bucks. It's those starters they have to slow down, especially the top three. Mm-hmm. And I think if they can slow down one of those three, make it tough for them, which I think they will, I, I, I think you'll, you'll see things change as, as far as uh, – uh, the play on the floor. I mean, over 50 of these points come from Booker and, and Paul. I mean, that's, yeah. you're going to have to shut one of them down. You're right. You're right. That's, that's one of the adjustments I'm, I'm with you on, but they, I mean, they were, gosh, they were such in a zone though. I mean, in, in that third quarter, they just poured it on. I mean, it was, it was, it was night and day difference because again, this, this team was tied 45, 40, the game was tied 45 all. And then these guys go on a 33-17. And, you know, the one thing, though, I didn't like some of the sloppy play at, at times. And that's been, though, however, Charles, throughout this yeah. playoffs, 
They've had yeah, bouts of yeah. just being sloppy at times. And, and you know what, Tim? I, I, one thing I wish the Bucks would do is just put the ball in Drew Drew's Drew's hand. Let him let the offense yep. run through him. Yep. You know, and because uh, really, I, I, I'm glad Middleton's playing good, but he's he's as responsible for a lot of the sloppy play as far as ball handling than anyone anyone on the team. Because sometimes he's dribbling it, and all of a sudden it's like the ball is flying out of his hands, and sometimes it's not defense, it's just ball handling. A little bit better ball movement, more crisp ball movement. None yeah. of these little lob passes. and I mean, you're asking for trouble here. I think quicker ball movement, more crisp mm-hmm. ball movement, dedication to the paint. Stay dedicated, even when you're down. I don't care if you're yeah. down 12 points. Stay dedicated down there. It is going to loosen things up a little bit, but you just a little sh- more sharp play here. That I mean, that's that's uh, certainly going to help, and and I think you might be on to something with letting Holiday facilitate everything. Just just, yeah. I mean, the dude's good. He's way better than some of these games he's been playing. I mean, yeah. this this was this was pretty tough to watch for for Drew well, Holiday. Some of it is though, too, too, Tim. He doesn't have the ball in his hands enough to do anything. True. Yep. You know, yep. he needs, I, I think he, more than anyone on that team, needs to, needs to have the ball in his hands to make things happen. That's why I thought you brought him in here. You know, take, take that pressure off Middleton. Don't let him handle the ball. It's like almost let him come off his picks, uh, give him the ball in the pulse, and, and really even, you know, if they – the Miami series, Tim, if they play the way they play – on both ends of the floor in the Miami series, like they did in Miami series, mm-hmm. they'll, they'll beat this team easily. Yep. But for it, some but, reason, he, he does, he, he's, not, he's not doing what he did in the Miami series. Well, let's let's stay positive. They've uh, been here before. That's yeah. one thing we do know. Charles, thanks, thanks for the call. Listening on the Odyssey app, and you can do that as well, A-U-D-A-C-Y. It's Tony in Wichita. Tony, you're next. Pick and save basketball postgame show. Yeah, hey, thanks for having me on, Tim. Um, so, yeah, you guys just um, was on my mind early in the game because, yeah, we were head-to-head. We were we were keeping up, playing all scoring, keeping things real close, but – the ball handling, you know, it was just like all the turnovers. I was putting my head down going such great drives or such good offensive possessions, and we're losing the ball off of a bad dribble or we're dribbling it off our foot. Mm-hmm. Somebody's just taking it from us as we're going in. I was like, gosh, if we could just clean up the turnovers, make uh, a big difference there alone. Um, you guys – driving to the to the hoop and then at the last second they try to kick it out and it gets intercepted um just little things like that add up and it actually turned the tide when they started to run away on us um so that that was just one thing i wanted to touch on but you know secondly about Giannis, when he took the floor i'm surprised the team did not just get completely pumped up when they saw his effort and especially when he ran the floor to block that shot, yes, I thought the whole team should have just rallied around what they were witnessing, and they really didn't seem to rally around him. Um, you know, I, I 
I, we can we can handle the Suns, but you have got to play flawless basketball because there's no room for error against these guys. No. All right, all right. Thank thanks for the call, Tony. Yeah, you're. You know, there there was going to be a frenzy, and you had to ride the storm out early. Crowd was way crazy. It's in their place. Um, they're they're the team that's well rested. They're the team that's favored in this thing. Well, I don't know how that's going to change now in terms of, you know, are they going to be even more of a favorite, or does that get offset by the fact that Giannis is clearly going to be able to go the rest of the way? I mean, you know, knock on wood, but I mean, clearly, as as Tony just pointed out, you know, that, uh, you know, you saw it early on the slam, like, whoa, okay. Not only, not only Giannis is playing, this ain't no decoy here. This is not Raleigh Fingers. Oh, I don't know if anyone can relate to that. This is not Raleigh Fingers in the World Series. He wasn't going to pitch, but he was always out there getting ready to go, and they could go with him. This wasn't that situation. This was, uh, I'm here to do some damage. And the supporting cast, I, you know, especially Holiday, you hate to point out one guy. It was more than one, but they brought him in here partly uh, for his postseason success. Now, it hasn't been a ton of games in the postseason for Drew Holiday. That was one of the reasons. They were defense, uh, defensive skills, and and his postseason success. So how do you adjust? Well, uh, we're going to hear from uh, Giannis uh, in just a little while. Uh, Coach Bud as well. But we'll continue to get your reaction here at 414-799-1250. Hell, I've got all night. So, I, you know, it doesn't matter to me. I'm not, I'm not busy until tomorrow afternoon. Brewers and Mets. By the way, the Brewers, By the, if anyone's wondering, uh, they were rained out tonight. Uh, that may help them. It was uh, a DeGrom start tonight. All right, let's get to uh, Aaron. Aaron, you're next. Pick and save basketball postgame show. Hey, Tim. How, how are you doing tonight? Uh, more important how you are, though. Um, I could be better. Me too. Um, so my adjustment, my adjustment after tonight would be Bobby Portis starting in, instead of P.J. Tucker. And they, they just have to clean up, they just have to clean up their, turn, their turnovers. And they're the, they're, they're, they are the better team on the floor. And they just have to clean it up. We will win the series. Go Bucks. Bucks and Okay. Six. There you go. There's a good positive phone call right there. I agree with him on, on this stance that um, it, it does drive me nuts. Now, they are forced errors to a degree, but some of them aren't. And, 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 and they, happen, they seem to happen all at the same time, so I don't know if that's maybe a time management, a timeout management concern for Budenholzer, like, oh, if you see it going sideways. You know, maybe you might want to utilize that part of it and just say, hey, knock it off, guys. I, I just call it crisp. I mean, that's just move the ball, get in your own zone. Because things can fall apart pretty quick for a Bucks opponent, as we've seen throughout this postseason here. And hopefully we're going to see it in the NBA Finals here. Uh, let's get one more in before the break. Uh, Mike in uh, Madison on the Odyssey app. You're on the air, Mike. Yeah, you can, Tim. Yeah, uh, tough one tonight. Uh, glad that Giannis is back first and foremost. Uh, didn't think he would be as impactful as he was, and uh, that's a good sign. Hopefully that keeps up going the rest of the years because they're definitely going to need him 
against the, uh, this Suns team right now. But in terms of making adjustments for Game 2 and the rest of the series, I would like to see Holiday be a lot more physical with CP3, the way he's playing right now. And, and as far as Tucker as well with Booker, because those guys right now, with the way they're in sync right now, they're the best tandem in the playoffs. And you can't allow them to get comfortable like they were. You've got to pick them up and work, make them work a lot harder. Because Yeah, either way, either way you're going to get called for fouls. You, you might as well get in their head a little bit and, and play a little more physical. Could be, because either way, they're going to call you on the fouls. Exactly, yeah. Because the way they're, they're picking teams apart, and like they did tonight, the Bucks, the mid-range, three-point shot, the driving and kicking – or, or driving and scoring is making it too easy. And the way they're able to utilize uh, DeAndre Ayton on those lobs, um, it's going to be uh, – uh, right now they're just a lethal uh, offensive uh, array of skills. So that's the one thing adjustment Buzz got to make going forward the rest of the series. Also, uh, offensively, uh, can't be as sloppy as it were. You're getting this Suns team way too many easy buckets in the open four. Another thing is pound that team inside. Don't try to get in the shootout with them. The most success they had was they were pounding them inside. They able to get that late in the game in the fourth quarter down to seven. That's the formula got to. You can't get in a run and, and run and shoot a game yep. with this Suns team because you're going to lose. They're the best in in the league at it. So uh, use Giannis, Middleton, and Brown. Hey, I, I'm with you there. Stay dedicated inside. Just stay there. Stay in there uh, no matter what. That's the recipe for success so far here because that outside shot will loosen up. Middleton will get his points. We know that. He's the closer. We're well aware of that. And if you're going to get into a launch fest with these guys, I don't know if that's a good tack I would take. Uh Uh-uh. Pick and save basketball postgame show 118-105. Game one NBA finals loss for the Bucs. And we'll see what they do in game two. Still a lot to unpack here tonight. Dying to hear from Coach Budenholzer. Need to hear from Giannis. That's all coming up here next, 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back. It is the Pick and Save Basketball postgame show after game one of the NBA Finals. Bucks and Suns in the books, off and running. However, a 118-105 loss. As, uh, my name is Tim Allen. In for Steve Sparky Pfeiffer, there is Evan Heffelfinger. And we'll get to you guys, 799-1250. Your thoughts on the game tonight? And uh, what they will do to to adjust uh, in winning game two. Again, I, w- I will remind you guys that game one against Miami didn't play all that well. Won that game. Game one against, uh, let's see, Brooklyn. Lost that game. Didn't play well. Game one against Atlanta. Lost that game. Didn't play well. Game one here against the Suns. Lost this game. Didn't play well. And yet, despite all that, the beat goes on. That gives me hope. And I, I think, you know, in some d- d- degree, we have to uh, give Budenholzer some credit for that, and as well as the players. We're all aware of that as well. But, I mean, well, they bounce back. Steal one win, and it's Thursday. And we'll look at this thing totally different. Let's go to Mike. Mike, you're next on the fan. What's going on, Mike? Hey, Tim, Evan. 
Hello, uh, Mike. The sun will come up tomorrow. Don't worry. I guarantee that. <laughs> yes, it will. Now, they played better. They won. I don't get too low. It's only game one. They don't mm-hmm. have the champagne in the locker room in game one. No. You know, uh, more P.J. and Bordas and Bucks. Too many missed shots. Too many missed free throws. And blame the ref. They play better. I ain't blaming nobody. Okay, I and agree with you. Thursday and make it 1-1. And uh, I don't know if you DVR'd the game. And you DVR for overtime at Channel 12 News. Okay. They showed this guy in the forum take his shirt off. <laughs> and I was like, is that Bart Winkler? <laughs> you got, if you could have any way to look it up. Okay. Oh, my God, it's just so funny. What, all right, I'll I, let you go. I, I know you got a lot of calls. All right, take it easy. Hey, where did this? Uh, where did this start? Is this is this something that started with Bart with with the shirts off? Well, it, mean, it was during Game Seven of the Bucks game. He just for some reason he was so or, or the Nets game, excuse me. He was so uncomfortable watching the game that he felt like he had to take his shirt off to like relieve stress or something. And then, you know, history says that the Bucks win and he ended up walking down his street without his shirt on and yep, yep. maybe more. The video only shows the top half of him, and so we him, don't him know. And Rami on Saturday night in the district. And, they were both shirtless. And the picture from I think it was game three of the Bucks series with me and him when we did the post game show a couple <laughs> weeks ago with our shirts off. Okay. We had All our right. shirts on for the show. We just took the picture with you know oh gotcha all right so this yeah there's a little bit of a following he's developed a trend here all right so we've been asking what to do to adjust in game two and uh we're gonna get to coach bud here it's it's a little more of a pressurized situation here stakes are at uh the highest they could be at here nba finals it just sounds sweet saying that and i know we're, we're all enjoying that but it's time now to get down to uh to playing basketball and winning a series here, and winning a title, and bringing the Larry O'Brien Trophy uh, into Milwaukee here for the first time in 50 years. So it's it's time to adjust, Coach Bud. It's time for Drew Holiday to step up. It's time for a lot of these guys to step up. But let's hear from the Bucks head coach after this loss. I will warn you that the uh, Zoom uh, audio here is a little jazzed up uh, just for a couple of seconds here, so bear with it early. Hey, Mike, um, well, I guess we'll just start. Uh, obviously, Giannis moves from doubtful to questionable to starting. So what did you see pregame to make that decision? And then Recording obviously, in progress. You know, it looked like early he wanted to establish himself and to kind of prove he can. He was good to go. Yeah, I mean, we had a good workout uh, before the game. Um, you know, I think you got to listen to Giannis first. He felt good, the sports performance group. Um, he'd been checking boxes the last, you know, couple of days and making progress and, um, you know, so, uh, you know, he was cleared and, and, and he wanted to go and everybody was on the same page. So, you know, it's just a credit to him. And, you know, we talked just the work he puts in, the work the sports performance group puts in, um, you know, for him to be back playing in game one. Um, you know, he's just, uh, it's really impressive what he did. Go to Eric. Go ahead, please. Obviously, you guys had started the game switching and then did it again in the third quarter. It really felt like Chris kind of got into a rhythm in the third quarter against the switch. Just what did you like about that look? And then maybe what did you not like about it as much in the third? You're talking about Paul? 
there's two Chris's in this series. side. So um, and uh, so, yeah, no, I mean, he, he, he's a good player. Um, you know, their pick and roll game is tough to guard. Um, and, you know, so I think we just got to keep getting better. We'll look at the film, um, you know, see how we can maybe take away some of the rhythm, um, you know, to just take it where, uh, or make it where um, he's not getting to his spots as easily. Um, you know, that'll be, be a big part of looking between game one and game two. Next question. We'll go to Jeff third row. Hey, Mike, I know you said it was impressive that Giannis came back and was able to play. How, how would you assess his performance? What did you see from him that you liked? And, you know, how much did you notice that, you know, he was coming off an injury? Yeah, you know, I thought there were a lot of good things. I mean, I think, you know, considering, you know, five days and, you know, what he's been through these these last five, six, seven days, you know, I think, you know, 17 rebounds, 20 points, um, you know, some great playmaking, passing, um, you know, defending the rim. Um, you know, he's just like everybody else. I'm sure we'll find some things where he could be better. And, um, you know, he's, I think, you know, usually it takes him playing. He's a rhythm guy. Um, so, you know, I'm excited about, you know, how he'll improve from game one to game two, you know, we'll see how he feels. Um, but you know, I think play wise, um, you know, he always gets better when he, when he plays. Go ahead here. I guess speaking of that, did he have a number that he could get to tonight? Like there was only you could only play however many minutes or anything like that. And then also you guys used him at the five late. Was that something that you were a little bit worried about with his condition and him getting back for the first game? Yeah, I mean, so we we mapped him out, um, you know, a, a plan like like we really do pretty much every game. But, you know, considering, um, you know, his situation and then there's just feedback during the game. Um, if we can adjust and if what we can do and how he's feeling, um, you know, so I think, uh, you know, him playing 35, you know, 35 plus minutes, um, you know, it, it was everybody was kind of communicating and getting to that um, to that point. Um, and then, you know, him playing at the five um, has been something that's been good for us in stretches. And, um, you know, so we'll look at it. We'll look and see, you know, hopefully how we can get our best combos out there. And each night, sometimes it changes. Malika, go ahead, please. But uh, Drew, Drew Holiday had said that when Giannis doesn't play, he feels the need to step up and be aggressive specifically to make up for that. How did you see him sort of kind of trying to find his way a little bit tonight? Where do you think you can, he can find it a little bit better moving forward? Yeah, you know, it, it's always a, a, a balance for Drew, you know, not just, you know, Giannis. He likes to set his teammates up. He likes to get everybody involved. And, um, you know, so I, I think – you know, we, we, it's partly on me. I got to, you know, make sure he's getting getting in situations and spots where he can be aggressive. And, um, you know, I think I think he'll be better going into the second game. Mark, go ahead, please. Coach, um, what advice do you have for Giannis when you when you got to not only try to make free throws, but you got the whole crowd on you uh, while you're trying to do it? My advice to him is always just get there, keep getting to the free throw line, keep attacking. Um, the more he does something, the better he gets at it. Um, you know, I, I thought he shot the free throw, um, you know, as far as just the eye and the way it came off his hand and the way it looked, um, you know, I think he's in a good place at the free throw line. Practices with it? No. Go to David in the back. Go ahead. Hey, Mike, with, with Giannis, I noticed on the first offensive play, you guys kind of, I don't know if it was on purpose, but ran that lob play to him and everything. Were you wanting to see how he felt right away or did it just kind of work out that way that that's what 
you ran? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it was, it was one of the options. There's kind of multiple options. Lots of times when we do things and, um, you know, I, I definitely would not say we knew that he was going to, you know, have to go and jump and do that, but he, he was cleared. Um, you know, he's, he's, uh, he's done some things and, you know, he felt really confident. We felt really confident. I don't think you want to put him out there if you don't trust him to just go play and trust his instincts. And, um, but it wasn't a, a, a conscientious to, to see what he could do on that first play. Let's go to Eric. Go ahead, please. You guys have dropped a couple game ones now in a row. And we've talked to Drew about getting better as the series goes on. What do you kind of feel like you take from this game to move forward with? I mean, I think that's a big message. You know, we can get better. It's, it's something we live by. We, it's one of our mantras, just keep getting better. Um, you know, that's, I'm sure both teams are going to look at the film and be talking about that. And so, um, but I think this group's embraced that, you know, on a day-to-day basis. So um, when, you, when you lose a, a game one or you lose a game, there's, you know, I think it's a good place to go mentally is, you know, just look at, be, be, uh, you know, just evaluate and see where we can get better. Take two questions on Zoom. Go ahead, Peter. Okay, the next question will be from Davide. Hey, Coach. Uh, what do you think went wrong, meaning what do you think is the biggest mistake you guys made? Um, you know, I, I think they they uh, they executed well um, offensively. You know, can I think can we be better defensively, um, you know, make things a little more difficult? Uh, I, I think that's the thing this, you know, and I think the transition, maybe more so in the first half, the transition, um, felt like it hurt us. Um, you know, they got some, some clean, good looks at threes. Um, you know, so it's, it's, it's like most games, you gotta be good in transition. You gotta be able to, you know, guard in the half court and then rebound. So we got to do a little bit, all that better. And the next question will be from Steven Watson. Hey, Coach, uh, just knowing that you guys only had a couple of days, you had a long travel schedule, do you feel like that factored in to the slow start from your team tonight? Um, not really. You know, I, I think, uh, you know, we played on Saturday. Now it's Tuesday. Um, you know, we've had a couple days. Um, but, you know, there's, you know, the, everything adds up. But I, I, I don't think the travel or the timing or anything – um, if we'd played well in one, we would have talked about that we're in a good rhythm and things like that. So I don't think you can flip it and, um, use that as, you know, and, and then really the first quarter, I thought we we're good at halftime. There was just a, a stretch to the third quarter, um, you know, where we just got to be better. Well, that seems to be a common theme for coach Bud right there after a 118 105 loss in game one of the 2021 NBA finals that, Everything needs to be a little bit better. I like that in a way, uh, somewhat um, repetitive in, in a way. Interesting that uh, you know you get you get Giannis in the five. They get some success down there, and uh, Coach Bud uh, retorted with, "Yeah, that's been good in stretches." Oh, okay, maybe they're onto something. They will adjust, and, and Drew needs to play better. That is uh, that is uh, one of the bottom lines here tonight. Giannis, it was awesome to see him uh, on the floor and playing 35 minutes. I mean, I, I did not expect that. Even after the game started. Evan, did you expect 35 minutes out of Giannis tonight? No, and I also didn't expect him to be jumping around like he was. He had a couple of really yeah. nice dunks. 
a chase down block that looked exactly like picture for picture, like the one from LeBron James in the finals a couple years ago. That's not something that I expected him nope. to do when he was healthy, let alone with a bum knee. Yeah, that is great news. And and now to adjust with a full arsenal here outside of DiVincenzo, I, I think, you know, one could say they're in good shape. They are. Now, they they need to slow those other guys down. That's for sure. Giannis, big time, uh, 20 points, uh, 17 boards. We're going to hear from the two-time MVP up next. You're listening to the Pick and Save Basketball postgame show. Tim in for Sparky tonight after the 118-105 game one of the NBA Finals loss right here, 1250 AM, The Fan. All right, welcome back. Time to get to Giannis right now. Pick and save basketball postgame show as the Bucks fall in game one of the NBA Finals. First time they've been here in 47 years. Been 50 years between world titles and uh, hopefully, you know, in the next uh, four games. They just take care of business. But there's a lot of, uh, lot of work to do, and, and they – you know, they, they're going to have to brave the storm. Much the same on Sunday night when the Phoenix Suns come into, into Milwaukee here. They're, they will experience the same thing. But you've, you've got an opportunity here to really shift the landscape a little bit with a victory in Game 2. And you've got your guy back. And that's the key here today. 35 minutes, 20 points, and 17 boards for the uh, for the Milwaukee Bucks two-time MVP, Giannis spoke after the game. Check this out. This is pretty good. Giannis, um, I, I guess kind of a couple for you. Can you just kind of take me through the last week and what this was like to to get back to this place? Uh, uh, yeah, it was tough. Um, you know, obviously, I had to you know you know do my best to get back. Yeah, I had to do my best to get back, um, listen to my uh, medical staff, uh, did the right treatment, took care of my body and uh, support my teammates. And, you know, now I'm back. Just how did it feel tonight? And then specifically, I wanted to ask you, in the third quarter, there's a spot where Jay Crowder pulls back on a three. It looked like you <laughs> grabbed at your knee a little bit after that. What were you going through in that moment? And then just overall, what did it feel like? felt great. Uh, you know, Obviously, I'm trying not to make it about me, but uh, felt great. Uh, you know, the medical staff cleared me to play, uh, and um, you know, out there I had my balance. Felt my knee was stable. Um, did not feel pain, so I felt good. Uh, yeah, I know what you're I felt good. Go ahead, Jeff. You just told Eric that you. You know, had lots of discussions throughout the week, but what was the, the rehab process? Was it grueling? Um, was it time consuming? You know, how, how many hours were you spending a day trying to get that knee ready? 24, 24. Um, you know, from my treatment, from lifting, from getting on the court, um, pool sessions, um, you know, keeping my foot elevated, you know, like 24 hours a day. And, um, Obviously, it wasn't easy, but, uh, you know, I was willing to do it. And uh, I think, uh, you know, the medical staff had a great program for me that I was able to, you know, um, 
do what I have to do to get, you know, stay in shape and uh, at the same time recover and, you know, not have a lot of swelling in my knee. And, uh, you know, I was declaring me to play. I felt good. Um, my knee, not feel no pain. The swelling was down. So I was like, okay, good to go. Lori? I don't think we believe you about the pain thing, but I wondered if you... Why? So, because you're just, we know you, um, but it's okay. I understand. But I wondered if you saw the video of your injury. No, no, it makes sense. And then the wrap that you had, did that hinder your range of motion at all? I mean, you were pretty wrapped up on the knee and. Um, no, I'm trying, I'm trying my best here to, you know, not make it about my knee, but um, I'm going to say one more time that my knee felt good. Uh, obviously, you, you when you go and play a game, you never know what's going to happen. You know, I play with Jay Crowder might happen, or uh, the same play that happened that line. Like you don't know what's going to happen. Uh, I'm just happy that I'm out there, you know, and I'm able to you know help my teammate in any way possible, uh, and uh, participate in uh, NBA Finals, my first NBA Finals. So I'm just you know try to you know put my attention in that, and not in you know if my knee hurts, if I feel you know. I'm out there. Um, I feel good. I don't feel pain. You know, I can run. I can jump. Uh, I can set screens. You know, I can uh, rebound the ball. I can do stuff. So I'm good. I'm happy. I'm happy that I'm out there. Uh, and, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I haven't watched the clip, but when the play happened, I thought I'm going to be out for a year, you know. So I'm just happy that two two games later, I'm back. Mark. Mark Spears, ESPN's undefeated. At this point, this this trend of them chanting towards you when you're at the line still hasn't come to an end. Is it bothersome? Do you hear it? And at this point, like, what, what do you even think about it? No, uh, it hasn't come to an end, but uh, I think it's something that's going to follow me for the rest of my career. So I just got to embrace it and uh, have fun with it. Uh, but at the end of the day, I'm just focusing on uh, my routine my technique and my body. Uh, and I said, as I said, he probably is going, he's not going to stop. So I just got to learn how, you know, learn to live with it. Uh, of course, <laughs> 20,000 people yelling one, two, three, four, you know, it's that noticing. but uh, as I said, like, I've learned to embrace it. Like I know it's not going to stop, you know, and at the end of the day, when it keeps going, it's like, it fades away. You know, there's times that, you know, the first free throw, I hit it, but in the fifth one, sixth one, I'm not, you know, I'm not hitting no more. And I'm just focusing on what I got to do and, uh, you know, my routine. Kim, go ahead, please. Yeah, so, um, this is weird, just kind of going from back to front here, front to back, I guess, but we didn't get a chance to, to hear from you. What was it like to watch your team clinch the Eastern Conference Finals? to see them do that and, and to hold that trophy. It, it, it was big, you know. Um, obviously, I would love to be out there with them, but, uh, you know, they hold it down. Uh, they played great. They played great basketball. Uh, they played together. Uh, they competed hard defensively, you know, um, and I was I was extremely happy for them. Did it hurt, like, your heart at all that you couldn't be out there? No. No, I'm out. I'm out. I'm participating right now, so you know that's in the past, and um, you know everything happens for a reason in life. God always puts you in the position that you're supposed to be put in, and that's what I believe. Um, so I'm just happy, man. Like 
you know, when I went down, I thought I'm going to be out for a year. I thought I'm going, I thought I'd turn every, you know, hurt everything in my knee. Uh, and just being able to be on the bench and not being a cold table, getting surgery and supporting those guys, watching the game and walking around and cheering with them. You know, um, obviously, Marco Pérez decided we want to play, but at the end of the day, you always got to find the positive things in uh, everything that you go through in order for you to move forward. You know, um, I'm happy that they were able to you know, get the job done. They played great, they played together. I was extremely proud for the team, and uh, I'm happy that, you know, I have opportunity to uh, be out there with them again uh, and, uh, you know, finish what we started. Let's go to um, Sam in the back. Sam. Yeah, it's good seeing you again. Um, for one, you mentioned a few times you thought you might be out for a year. So mm -hmm. I'm wondering how long did you have those fears? When did you know that it wasn't as serious as you thought? I mean, looking ahead to game two, you get two days off, you say you feel pretty good. I mean, do you feel like game two is certainly going to, the momentum keeps going for you physically? For sure. You know, hopefully, I can't predict the future. Um, hopefully, I feel better. And, uh, you know, as we move forward, I feel better. And uh, as a team, we can, you know, we can uh, get one out of Phoenix. Uh, but as I said, I can't predict the, the future. I might wake up tomorrow, my knee might be swelled up. I don't know, but I'm good now. Uh, hopefully I wake up tomorrow, I'm good. Hopefully I wake up two days from now and I feel good and hopefully we can go out there and compete. Oh, uh, uh, probably, I'll probably, I'll say until the next day, uh, you know, I could in, I could in uh, walk proudly and um, my knee was like double its size. Usually I never swell up, but um, you know, I woke up the next day, you know, did uh, whatever it's called, MRIX or whatever, I don't know what's called. And they said, uh, I'm good. And I was like, thank God. But at the end of the day, it's like all the, uh, like the medical staff and the strength conditioning team, um, they've done a great job throughout the years to like keep me healthy. And, the, you know, all the work we've put in, um, that's why it wasn't as bad. You know, because of all the work I've put in throughout the years. And I'm happy. And, uh, yeah, I'm not trying to make up my money. Hopefully, in game two, I feel better. Yeah. Malika, go ahead, please. Giannis, I have two for you. First, not about your knee. You're playing in the NBA Finals. This is something that you have said for years. This is, I, I want to bring a championship to Milwaukee. It's why you resigned here. What was the feeling for you as you went out there and competed? It felt good. You know, it felt good. Um, I just... Uh, you know, wearing the jacket and seeing, you know, the finals logo in the jacket and in the jersey. Uh, obviously, we didn't get the win, but uh, it's just, it's good to be here. It's good to enjoy the moment, enjoy the games. Can never take things like this for granted uh, and just try to make the best out of it. But I'm happy that uh, we're able to, uh, you know, be here. We've worked hard all year uh, to have the opportunity to win a championship and uh, we're going to keep working hard, you know, day by day, and put ourselves in a position to win. 
And then secondly, considering how much work over the last couple of days has been about your knee, now that you're able to obviously continue to get treatment, but to turn your focus to, okay, basketball, this is what I need to adjust to be better in game two. What, what's that process like for you? Uh, I haven't watched the uh, uh, tape yet, the clips. Um, Got to watch, sit down, watch the uh, tapes with the coach staff and see what I can do better, um, what the team can do better. Uh, we'll see. Right now, I don't, I don't know. Uh, but I just hope physically I feel better, mentally I feel good, and you know I'll try to figure it out. Go to Zoom for a question. Go ahead, Peter. Next question will be Stephen Watson. Hey, Giannis. I know this is probably not how you dreamt your first NBA Finals appearance to be. You know, coming in with a knee injury and, and losing Game One. But the statement that you made over the last week um, to your teammates, to yourself, I mean, what, what do you feel like you may have proved to, to get to this point and be able to contend in the NBA Finals? I didn't understand the question. I didn't, I didn't understand the question. Can you repeat the question, please? Can you yeah, repeat the what, question, please? What, of course. Over the last week, what do you feel like you proved to your teammates and yourself by recovering from this knee injury? I didn't prove nothing to my team. I, like, I feel like uh, I have nothing to prove to anybody. I just try to do my job, you know, uh, and try to enjoy the process of, you know, playing a basketball game and being in the NBA Finals. I feel like we are extremely blessed. I think we have a great team. And I've said in the past that we work hard, you know, all year long to be in this position. Like, we have to, like, live in the moment, you know, um, and try to, you know, uh, take as much as possible from this experience because, like, you can never take moments like this for granted, you know. Um, but yeah, I didn't, I didn't have to prove nothing, you know, to my teammates. My teammates know who I am, you know, what kind of person I, I am um, on the court, off the court, you know, um, you know, try not to let them down. Uh, but. They know if I'm physically capable to play, you know, I'm going to play. And uh, they know that if I can help them in any way, I'm going to try to help them in any way. So they know who I am. Um, but the message to the team is that you know, we're in the NBA Finals. You know, enjoy the experience. And now wasn't able to get game one, but we have to focus and uh, get game two. Go back to Eric. Go ahead. Uh, I spent the last couple of days asking your teammates about how you know Chris Paul and Devin Booker are great in the mid-range, right? Like going into a series, you know that. How do you make them uncomfortable? And after seeing them kind of go off in the mid-range tonight, how do you improve on that going forward? You just got to keep making it tough for them, tough as possible. Um, they're going to get a lot of shots to go. Great playmakers. Um, most of the time, they're going to make the right decision. Uh, the ball's going to be in the hands a lot. Just got to make it as tough as possible, keep them, keep them in front make them uh, shoot twos, but tough twos. And uh, obviously we know that's what they want to get to. Uh, but at the end of the day, you like great players. Like uh, all you can do is um, contend them as much as possible. Maybe we have to pick them out full court. I, I don't know. We got to go watch the tape and see what we can do better as a team. And um, hopefully we can uh, make adjustment from game one to game two and just make it more tough for them. Final quick questions. Go ahead, Lauren. Last one on the free throws, hopefully forever, or at least this year. I feel like with you, it matters when you get the ball from the official. Um, you need to 
drop your shoulders, take your breath, and then also take that simulated shot and then get the ball from the official. Sometimes that routine for you was messed up. Did you say anything to anybody or have you asked or requested? No. Am I right on that? Or is it the timing just kind of been uh, better since Brooklyn? No. Um, I just started to do my routine. Yeah. Um, and part of my routine is breathing, you know, and catching my breath. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying nothing to nobody. Like, who should I say something to? To the, to the referee, why he passed me the ball a second early than I wanted the ball. Like, that's, that's not who I am. That's not me. I just focus on what I got to do. I focus on myself. I focus on the task. And uh, if it gives me the, uh, the ball one second earlier, I just got to adjust and find a solution. How can I make the free throw? Uh, that's pretty much it. Dan, you have the final question. Go ahead, please. Yeah, and as you said, you're somebody who believes everything has happened in your life for a reason. Mm -hmm. um, how have this team's experiences being up 2-0 against Toronto and letting that opportunity slip through its hands um, last year in the bubble and everything you guys had to deal with, how, how have those experiences shaped this team this postseason, especially when you guys have been down in series? Um. You know, try not to focus in the past as much, you know, trying to learn from it and keep moving forward. But at the end of the day, you know, we were up to uh, all with Toronto and uh, we didn't win the series, but uh, yeah, we were up to all. But uh, at the end of the day, in order for you to, uh, you know, keep getting better, you got to face some adversity. Um, you know, in the previous uh, series, we were, you know, uh, up to all with Miami, we were able to close the series. Then we were down to all. With Brooklyn, we were able to uh, come back. Then we lost the first game against Atlanta. We were able to uh, find a way. We just got to keep, you know, keep finding a way. You know, at the end of the day, we take it, um, you know, day at a time, get game at a time. No, day at a time, possession at a time, game at a time. And just try to figure out ways to, you know, put ourselves in a position to win. But um, try not to focus in the, in the past as much because... Um, in the past, um, I just I learned from it. Uh, hopefully, if I'm in the series up to all, uh, and then the team is up to all, we can uh, close the series and um, you know advance in the next round. But um, at the end of the day, you don't know what you're going to expect. You know, you cannot predict the future. But um, in any situation, we are we in. Uh, we got to find a way to uh, uh, win the game, win the game, and find a solution to be better, play better and do it together. Um, yeah. Yeah, some good stuff there from Giannis after a Game 1 NBA Finals loss to the Phoenix Suns, 118-105. Some really good stuff there on the injury. Interesting to note that he thought it was done. He thought he was going to be out a long, long time. Season done, and things change, and it all comes down. And, and look at him. He's, he's back up after missing just a couple of games in that series. Bucks survive without him and then head, head into uh, this NBA Finals. And, you know, the other thing I noticed in there was uh, he said it's his first NBA Finals. I like that. <laughs> I like that a lot. No doubt. Evan, anything jump out there at you uh, during, uh, what, 16 minutes of Giannis? I mean, I just like that he 
he went through the entire thought process that we all did when he had that knee injury. Like, oh man, that's a season. That's a year, maybe more. And to come back and see that it's just a, a hyperextension and then somehow, miraculously, he's back a week later. It's just, it's incredible to see that not only that it happened, but he realizes how crazy it is that it happened, yeah. but that he's back, he's supporting the team, he's helping the team, and I think he was a net positive tonight. And not just spiked in there as a decoy for six or eight minutes. You know, I honestly, when I when I heard that he was going to play, I considered that, that this was going to be a little bit of a, yeah, they're going to get him on the floor for a little bit as a presence, and then, you know, it's going to swell up or it's going to tighten up or whatever. And uh, it was just going to be uh, run that way. Interesting stuff from, from Giannis. And, and finally, uh, we've been asking the question all, all show, all night tonight, about you know, what adjustments you make uh, in, in game two. And I like what I heard uh, in terms of uh, making it difficult for Chris Paul and Devin Booker. Make it tougher on that. It, was, it just looked too easy for these guys. I think they will make that adjustment. I don't see these types of numbers in game two for for those two. I mean, it, you did. If if they do, uh oh, I might be saying uh oh on on Thursday night. But uh, okay, game one in the books, uh, NBA Finals off and running. Now it's uh, time to grab home court advantage here with a victory in game two. We got some more Bucks conversation in the morning. Bart Winkler, uh, the Wendy's Big Show throughout the midday. Rami in the afternoon. Then we've got uh, Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show with Great Lakes Dragway talking Brewers baseball tomorrow a couple of times as the Brewers were rained out earlier tonight. They've got a doubleheader tomorrow. And then now Thursday is going to roll around here pretty damn quick and right back into the mix again watch party inside the Pfizer form deer district the whole nine yards and we're going to be all over it here on 1250 a.m the fan for evan heffelfinger steve sparky pfeiffer my name is tim allen uh, despite uh, the final tonight uh, stay a little positive let's just play this thing out let's see what happens and does mark davis have an impact in game two we're on the watch. You guys have a great night, and we'll talk to you tomorrow right here, 1250 AM, The Fan and Odyssey Station. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. 
Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.